Hey, and just a quick reminder that the audio-only versions of these Vital MX interviews are available on the Vital MX podcast page. Search for it anywhere you get your pods and let your friends know about it. What's up? This is Dark Side with Vital MX, and today I'm going to talk to my boy Kyle Chisholm. What's up, Chiz? Oh, not much. Just uh, got back from another day riding and uh, getting ready for World Supercross. So, yeah, been, been fun, been exciting. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the World Supercross thing. Obviously, that's the most current news, but I really want to jump back for just a minute through the season. How do you feel about your season, your Supercross season? Uh, you, you did really well on the East Coast 250s. You had a, a fifth, an eighth, a fourth, a seventh, like a bunch of top tens in 250 East. And then I think yep. 450, I believe you were 14th overall. I feel like it was a really good season for yourself as a almost a full privateer with a little bit of uh, side work with Star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was it was good. I had a lot of fun. Um, and I would say overall, yes, it was good. Um, I'm one of those perfectionist kind of person, whatever. I'll, you know, critique everything, you know, yeah. no matter how good I do or whatever, you know, it could always be better. Um, so, you know, I always, always want to try to just improve, but just looking back as a whole, um, yeah, I think it was a good season. Uh, man, I feel like, I know we've talked about this before, but even just comparing it to, you know, the season before and the season before that, like 21 and 20, um, and 19, I feel like I've kind of had a steady improvement, even, even though I'm getting old, I'm the old guy out there now, <laughs> but I've had some pretty good improvement, you know, the last what four or five seasons. So, um, again, I've been healthy, which has been a big thing. Um, it's always tough, obviously in the sport to stay healthy, but, um, I've been able to do that. Um, and just, like I said, steadily progress, gotten older, but maybe gotten a little, a little faster, I hope, or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's, as a whole, it was good. Um, like I said, it's an improvement over the previous seasons. Um, and then jumping back, getting that opportunity with Star to ride the 250 for a few races was really cool. Um, a lot of fun. Awesome team. I've known Bobby Reagan and, and a lot of the guys on that team for a long time, you know, my whole career. And, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Obviously, an amazing bike and team to get to ride for. And uh, I... Just that little, you know, snippet of the season, man. I feel like that was awesome. I, mean, I had no idea what to expect. I knew the team and the bike would be amazing, but just hopping on it mid-season and having a couple of days in racing, you know, you, it's it's hard. No matter how good you are, no matter how good the bike is. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it was to get, you know, almost a podium there at the fourth um, <laughs> Saint at Louis. Saint Louis. Yep. You know, top five at Foxborough, and then like you said, the only other two were were. I think a seventh, whatever. And they, you know, th those were the first couple that I did. Um, but yeah, just after a race or two, you know, we were right there. I got a heat race win and a couple top fives almost a podium. And yeah, for just short time on it and for what it was, it was, it was awesome. You know, I'd never, if you'd have told me I would win a heat race and almost get a podium this year, I wouldn't believe you, you know, whatever. I was like, I want that. But uh, yeah, so that was awesome. And then, yeah, like 14th and the 450 in points, you know, I came into the season actually with COVID and had hurt my elbow. So I was off the bike for almost a month before Anaheim. So just missed the main there at Anaheim, which was a bummer. But other than that, it was a, it was a solid season on the 450. Um, like you said, 14th in points, but with, you know, not even making the main at Anaheim one. And then I missed uh, four races racing the 250, you know, to still be 14th after all that um, was awesome. You know, I got some top tens, and uh, pulled some hole shots and got some good starts on the 450 as well. And, uh, yeah, again, just a lot of fun. And I think, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I don't regret it at all by any means. But, you know, if I just kind of finished 
where I should in like those four uh, races I missed on the 450, I think I would have been, you know, top 10 in points yeah, uh, rather than 14th. But again, I'll take the heat race win and the top fives and everything on the 250, you know, anyways, um, either way, it's all good. But um, yeah, like I said, that's a whole, it was awesome. Uh, a little bit of a, if you told me Anaheim won how the season would have won, I wouldn't believe you either. Cause like I said, I had a, I had a rough December uh, coming into the season after a good off season, just a rough, you know, three weeks before Anaheim and sick and my, my elbow uh, hurt me and, and all that. So um, no, really happy with the season. Uh, thankful to all the sponsors as well that, uh, that were with me through the season and, and all that. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. A lot of fun. Well, when was the last time that you came into a Supercross season with everything perfect, whether you had had a job lined up ahead, like months ahead of time or war healthy, like every year you have something you have to overcome. Well, you know, it's tough. You know, obviously it's not ideal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people might say, well, why don't you just get your crap together soon or whatever? And it's, <laughs> it's not that easy, you know, right. doing your own program and doing it on your own. It's, it's always a struggle. You know, that's why, you know, the goal is to be on a, on a factory team or a really good team and, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, you get a lot of a lot taken off your plate yeah. when you when you have that and yeah there's some opportunities I maybe could have that would take some stuff off my plate but in the end I just don't for me it's got to feel it's got to be good enough you know as a whole equipment program you know the financial you know it's, it's my job so mm-hmm. the money side of it the program the bike the team like what's the whole thing look like as a whole because I want to be as successful as I can. And I work my butt off and do everything I can to be successful. So, you know, that it's got to be in line with, you know, what I need for success. And a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, it's not the easier thing to do, but the better thing to do is to kind of put my own program together, uh, which is what I've done, you know, the last three years and, and even a couple, you know, a few years before that as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that's not ideal. That's why it's tough coming into the season. But honestly, this year, I was probably more prepared than ever. And then, like I said, right, I would say like the first or second week of December, um, my elbow just started bugging me. I rode through it for like a week and I'm like, oh, it'll get better, it'll get better. To the point my elbow was just like locking up and I had no strength in my hand. And I had to take pretty much the rest of the month off, getting therapy and doing everything I could think of, you know, acupuncture and all this stuff, you know, just trying to get it better and and doing therapy and stuff. And uh, it was more just a, you need to rest it and let it heal and get better. And, uh, which is hard to hear, you know, when you're three weeks out from Anaheim. Yeah. So I had to do it. I was off the bike. And then, you know, of course, uh, about, I don't know, the, the weekend before Anaheim, I wasn't feeling that great after a day or so I took a test. I had positive for COVID and, uh, yeah, it was not, um, not ideal. I was fine from that. Just, you know, like I'm sure most people heard, couple weeks of just being, you know, kind of just super low energy and never anything serious, but just sick, not feeling that great and just no energy. So that the elbow, gosh, it, it made it a tough beginning of the season. But yeah, I, I honestly was actually more prepared than ever, had everything kind of set up and had a really good, you know, end of October until December of training and doing motos. Me and me and Alex Martin, uh, troll, we're doing some good motos and training and, uh, having a good off season until, until that. But, and then I think honestly, you kind of take that little bit out of my season, you know, call it those three or four weeks yeah, and you kind of remove that. And I really have had a good season, you know, from, from October through, you know, now, um, like I said, I just had this, a few rough weeks with the elbow and getting sick. But other than that, I think 
all that work that was put in prior to that is what kind of came to light. You know, once I was over being sick and my elbow got a little bit better, um, that's kind of by the season kind of progressed. I think the way it did. Yeah. At, you talked about your age and you're kind of like the, the old saying, you're like fine wine where you get better with age and, and maybe you're not, Maybe you're not as good as you were in your youth. I, you know, who's to say? But yeah. your results seem to speak for themselves. You're super consistent, which is probably better than you were in your youth. What is it yeah. about you right now that you feel makes you as successful as you are? I mean, I don't know. I feel, you know, I've, I've done a lot of thinking on that as well because, you know, I want to know so it can be duplicated, right? So I can keep doing it, teach it to others or, you know, whatever in the future, you know, whatever I do. So, Man, for me, it's been a lot of a lot of everything. You know, little bits put together, but I think it all really just boils down from experience. Um, and I don't mean experience like, oh, I've raced this many races or done you know this many top fives or whatever. I just mean experience as a whole. Being like my off season training, my in season training, you know, my preseason, you know, right before the season you know, through the season, my, my mental, like where, what, where's my head at? What am I thinking when I'm training during the week at the race, when I'm walking the track? Um, what am I doing, you know, on the bike and off the bike as far as training goes. And then, like I said, and mentally, emotionally, you know, when I'm at race and in the moment when it counts, when the lights are on, you know, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. I think it's just, you know, a culmination of my experience. Um, unfortunately I've had a lot of, bad experience and a lot of good experience you know everything you know all over the map throughout my career and i think that just comes with doing anything as long as i've done this you know you're gonna have that experience right good and bad and i've always just really tried to learn no matter what you know i don't want to say i failed or had a bad day but i learned right because if you what's the saying um probably get it backwards here (laughs) if you fail to learn you fail whatever but if you fail to learn whatever it is learn you know to fail. Yeah. so in my failures i've always tried to you know learn something from that right and even in the successes like i said earlier i oh yeah it was good but how could it be better right that was good let's reflect on it it was really good here's all the good things but here's the ways you could be better so do what you did good do that again and then improve in these other areas right get better all the time so i've just you know years and years i've been able to kind of sit back and go well, this didn't work, you know, change it and, you know, trial and error, just keep going and going and going. And like I said, you've done it as long as I have, you kind of start to figure out what works and what doesn't. And then you're able to have more of the good rather than the bad and really implement that into your whole program. And, you know, like I said, it's so many things, you know, people just see us race on Saturday, but there's so much that goes into our personal life and uh, professional life and, you know, training on the bike, off the bike, at the race, there's just so much that goes into it. So yeah, I just think my experience and, and I think there's a lot of people that maybe I'll say fail that that's a very you know broad term, but somebody might have a failure personally, right? Their goal is to make the main and they fail, but I feel like people don't do a good enough job of really reflecting on the details and everything that they did so they can go back and change it or maybe not change it, but take the good, change what was bad and then try again, right? Come recognize it, make a plan, then take action and then you'll fail again. Right. So mm-hmm. you then recognize it, take action again, fail. And you just keep doing that to the top until you get it right. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, I feel like I've just been in a good place. I'll be 35 in 
I don't know, a month or two, something like that. And everyone, you know, every year we have this guy, are you going to race again next year? What are you doing? And man, I just, I've had a steady, you know, little improvement. And I think it's a lot of my career kind of coming together and me being smart. I wish I knew now, like what I'm talking about. I wish I knew that when I was, you know, 18, 20 years old. Of course. Um, I wish I had that, you know, I probably probably would have been a lot better, but um, that's, that's where I am today. And like I said, just always trying to improve and and enjoy it too. Like I I actually do enjoy it. If I didn't, it would probably be easy to just be like, eh, whatever, you know, onto the next one and kind of forget about it. But I do enjoy the challenge and learning and getting better and, and all that goes into it still. So that's been a big, big part of it. It's, I don't need to get motivated to do it. You know, I just kind of just am, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this previously, but you, you won the Steve Mathis privateer challenge as a privateer finances are always an issue probably to get to the next race and make sure everything, the balance is the budget is balanced. How much help was that for you that, that one event? Man, it was huge. I mean, honestly, it came at the end of the year. So like, if that was like beginning of the year, be like, okay, now I have, now I have this big chunk of money to kind of work with, you know, whatever to maybe do some things. Maybe I was a little tight on budget for whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, whether it came then or at the end, doesn't make that big of a difference. And gosh, it was huge. Like what Steve was able to put together, um, with everything with Pulpa Max, with Yamaha, obviously I'm a Yamaha guy. So obviously thanks to them, obviously for supporting Steve and then Steve taking that and doing what he was able to do. And obviously all the people that supported it, the listeners, the the community that, that supported that. And man, it honestly, I know obviously there's a lot of controversy of people talking about whether I should have been in it or not. Right. Right. You know, to me, yeah, I've already said this a million times, but it's a privateer challenge, right? So who's a privateer? I know that's a little bit of like a gray area these days in our sports with, you know, some private teams versus factory teams and everything in between. But man, you know, I literally, I, I buy my own bikes. I buy my own parts. I get a small little budget with Yamaha, but you know, I'm still, I pay my mechanic. I pay my travel. I pay for everything mm-hmm. you know, to go racing. Obviously I try to put sponsorship together to help with as much of that as I can, but at the end of the day, I am no different than the guy in his pickup truck. You know, Rock River takes my bike for me. They have a semi, which is great. But other than, you know, they haul it there. Other than that, that's a huge help and a great place to be pitted. But I'm on my own. You know, my bike travels in there. But other than that, it's it's all me and whoever's, you know, on Team Jizz, right? Right, right. So, yeah, um, yeah with him doing that, it's, it's amazing. You know, like I said, doing it on your own. The budget, I mean, I, I need to sit down and see what I actually spent this year. But um, I mean, between bikes and travel, mechanic, and just every so much adds up, sign up and race fuel and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's easily uh, yeah, probably close to a hundred grand, you know, to, to go race, to do 17 races. And um, so obviously winning that and whatever it was, 25, 27 grand was huge. That's a huge, you know, addition to my budget that, you know, that was a, big help so you know we bust our butt all the private guys it was, it was awesome for everybody so everybody works their butt off and for him to be able to do that was a was a big big help i know to a lot of guys you know so so it was, it was awesome well currently you're about to leave tomorrow for world supercross with cdr yep. team craig deck uh craig, craig deck racing uh how'd that come about and like I, I don't know what you expect right now as far as how the series the two races are going to go but yeah. I would assume, if nothing else, this is a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's it's a little bit of practice for Supercross, American Supercross, coming in just a few months. Yeah, yeah, no. So 
it came together whenever they kind of announced what they were doing, you know, the, the world supercross guys and how it was going to work. Um, I actually submitted a team, uh, me and my mechanic, uh, Bobby with kind of some help from like Mike Duclos, the guys at rock river, we actually submitted a team and, uh, you know, to try to be one of the 10 approved teams mm-hmm. to do it. I knew, I think they had over 50, you know, teams trying to apply to do it and they only picked 10. So, uh, I wasn't, you know, sitting over there holding my breath that it was going to happen, but you know, we've been working on back here in the U S been working on my program and you kind of know this, but I've been working on kind of building that into a bigger rather than just my own program, but you know, adding a couple riders kind of really making an actual team. Right. Yeah. Like- so we've already been working on that. And, um, we, so basically we submitted a team. So I, I had to sign all the, the NDA stuff, the, you know, all the details, what they were doing. So I kind of knew before some people did just being able to get some of that info. And, uh, obviously, you know, the team didn't get approved, but when I did that, I actually talked to Jim and the guys at Yamaha about, you know, Hey man, if this comes through, would you have extra budget? You know, if we're able to get, you know, a few other riders, um, you know, we're, he already knew we we're working on next year stuff, but Hey, if this comes through, could we get some additional budget, um, to put a team together? Long story short, um, the team didn't happen, obviously. So I was kind of here nor there, but Jim and the guys at Yamaha put me in contact with Craig uh, Dak from CDR. And they are basically the factory Yamaha team um, in Australia. So being that the promoters are from Australia, it was kind of a given that CDR was going to be one of the, the teams approved. So Jim pretty much pointed me in the direction of Craig and uh, kind of got me in contact with him. And um, we just started talking. This was back in like May, uh, right, right towards the end of Supercross. So, that was already kind of in the works then. Um, I actually had probably offers from like five or six different teams uh, for the World Supercross thing. But yeah, just the the CDR relationship with Yamaha, basically being, you know, factory Yamaha in Australia. And towards the end of Supercross, the the, 20, the 2023 450 testing I was doing for Yamaha and all that stuff, it kind of just worked out. It was awesome. Very thankful for all that stuff and kind of just went right along and just made sense for me to be at CDR. So, um, yeah, that's how it came through and, uh, they've been great so far. I haven't gotten to get down there and do anything, but obviously they sent me a bike over and trying to get back used to the 250 again. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's been fun. And, um, we actually had some issues with the engine getting held up in customs for like two weeks. So kind of set my prep back a little bit from, from what was ideal, you know, of whatever, but did. you know, it happens. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's part of it. That's like, it, like, you know, not, not the first time. So, uh, no, it's good. But for me, honestly, man, the last two years with all the COVID stuff, you know, most of the off season stuff getting canceled and, and then not, you know, nothing going on for those that don't know, again, as a privateer, that's a huge, you know, from September to December, there's usually quite a bit of off-season races, and I try to do as many of them as I can. You know, we're able to make some pretty good money. You know, as a as a privateer, it's a good good time of year. There's no races going on, so we're not getting paid here. So let me go over there and, and try to make some money, right? So the last years with COVID has just been tough. You know, not having any races to go do for a couple months, it's made it tough. So when this coming through, I'm like, gosh, finally we can get back to some off season stuff, make a little bit of money, you know, pay the bills, not have four months of, you know, no money coming in. So, um, yeah, thankful for that, for the opportunity. I'm kind of as excited and, uh, I don't know, curious as everybody to see how it goes. Um, so far it's been, it's been awesome. Obviously of course CDR has been great. I, it's, it's only, it's down to two races right now, you know, for this year, I hope they go good. 
Um, I hope everybody, I know, I know it's already been tough, but man, I hope everybody can get along, you know, between Feld, MX Sports, the World Supercross. To me, at the end of the day, I, again, especially for like, for me, I'm speaking personally, but even as a whole, it's the more racing, the better, right? The more jobs, the more racing on like why are people mad that there's racing you know right. i see stuff you know on the forum on vital and you know and even just on social media people are like oh this is so stupid and whatever and i get it there's there's some conflict with fell and exports and world supercross but like i said i hope they can all get along and at the end of the day i hope they can all coexist just because like i said it's more jobs it's more more racing like who's complaining about more racing going on in october you know what i mean you, somebody could go see eli tomac and Ken Roxon and however many other guys race in England and Australia in October. Like, why is that a bad thing? You yeah, I, mean? I don't so, think it is. Uh, um, as long as they don't get yeah. burnt out, I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I hope they can coexist, get along, figure it out, you know, whatever, and and you know, just be another, you know, another avenue of racing that people can watch, enjoy, do. You know, people, fans can enjoy it, and people in the industry can hopefully have a, an extra job from it or a job from it. You know, so so yeah. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, I hope you go over there. I'd like to see, you know, be successful, make some money. Uh, you know, thanks to also Steve Mathis Privateer Challenge because of that event and your success, you have another kid on the way from the post-race yep. celebration. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, the, the, the Chisholms need to uh, earn. Yes, I, and, I, and it's another girl, too. So I have yeah. three girls, so everybody pray for me. Yep. But, yeah, poor so guy. Like, three girls, oh, it's going to get expensive later on. So, Oof. yeah, I'm trying to... You know, make hay while the sun shines, right? Yeah. You know, whatever. So, no, like I said, in all seriousness, just enjoying racing and, and loving where I'm at and, uh, and just appreciative of the opportunities, you know, doing this, talking to you, fan, you know, just being able to do this towards the end of my career. Like I said, I'll be 35 in a couple of months. And really, part of, like you said, the, the, we talked about earlier about the success for me is also just being appreciative, right? Like, yeah. there was a time when I kind of was, you get mad at the industry and stuff doesn't go right. You get hurt and this and that. And I'm like, man, again, you have a lot to look back on now after all that experience and just appreciative that I get to go do this, right? Because, you know, in five years or whatever, when I'm not racing, well, I say I'm not racing. Hopefully I'm not racing, maybe, uh, whatever. That'd be a good thing, I guess, <laughs> if I could still be racing, but I don't yeah. know that I still want to be in five years. But anyways, um, you know, you look back in years to come and I'm like, man, that was really cool. I got to go to England and race. I got paid to go there. I got paid to go to Australia and race. And you know, that's stuff that I, you know, don't take for granted. Like even I'm not like that, but you just do it. You know, people just do it. You know, naturally in my younger years, I've won Paris and, you know, podiums and done all that stuff. And, and looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I enjoyed it a little bit more. I was more appreciative of it, you know, and it's tough because we're racers and we're going to do good, but you know, it just, it's in a good perspective for me now, you know, at this point in my life and, and all that. So yeah, like I said, just enjoying it and, and trying to make the most of it while I, while I can. Awesome, man. Which is, I really, as always, I enjoy visiting with you and hearing what you're up to. And I'm looking forward to watching world supercross since I won't get to go over there for those, but, uh, yeah. I'll be pulling for you as always, you know that. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll go have some fun and try to get on the podium. Be all right, buddy, fun. be safe. Good luck. And we'll talk to you when you get back and see how the experience was. Yeah, yeah, come on and get back. We'll go over it. Thanks, right. man. Thanks, I appreciate Jess. it. See you, bud. Okay, see you. All right, bye.